Welcome, 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 welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Pastor Brian from Chapel of Change, and we welcome you to our online worship experience. Do me a favor, and uh, as I get this mic ready, um, hit share. If you're, if you're watching this on Facebook, go ahead and hit share so that other people can tune in. I'm going to hit share right now myself. I'm going to hit share so that other people can be blessed by this message. Go ahead and hit share. Look, I'm, I'm hitting share right now, right before you. going to hit share so that other people can uh, study with us right now. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Matthew's chapter 2. Matthew's chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 2. Matthew's chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, actually. And uh, as you're turning to Matthew's chapter 2, uh, I want to let you know that we will have a online Christmas Eve service uh, at 7 p.m. on Christmas Eve, or oh, 7.15, 7.15 on Christmas Eve. And if you're able to come out with us in person, we're having two outdoor uh, Christmas Eve services, one at 6.45 in the city of Paramount, underneath the tent, the tabernacle, and one at 8 p.m. in the city of Carson. So you're invited to come out and worship the Lord with us. We will have one outdoor in-person worship service on Christmas Day at 12 noon in the city of Carson. So you're welcome to come out and uh, worship with us. Just want to send a shout out to a couple people. Want to send a shout out to Norma Benny Hernandez. Thanks you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Want to send a shout out to Vanessa. God bless you. Julie. God bless you. Sylvia. Want to send a shout out to uh, Donna Sanders, one of our mothers in the faith. God bless you, sister. Mother Do Donna, God bless you. We love you. Uh, and Susie, God bless you. Uh, miss you guys. And uh, let's get into the word this morning. We got a word for you that we want to encourage you with. Matthew's chapter 2, if you got your Bible, verses 1 through 12. Are you ready? Here it goes. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Look at verse 3. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Herod the king. Pause for a second because it's important for us to know a little bit about Herod the king. When you study Herod the king, you'll learn that he was what we call a puppet king because he wasn't a Jewish uh, person. In fact, he was placed as a king by the Roman government. And he was actually at this time about 70 years old. And history teaches us that he was literally a psychopath. He was a mad man. He killed thousands of people. He killed his mother-in-law. He killed his brother-in-law. He killed his wife. He killed his sister. He killed three of his sons. He was literally insane and an insecure uh, leader. That's why when the wise men come asking the question, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Um, they, he felt threatened because he believed that he was the king. 
So when you study the story and you learn how he, Herod tried to kill Jesus but couldn't touch Jesus. He tried to uh, kill Jesus but he couldn't touch Jesus. This story also teaches us that if God is for you, who can be against you? This story also teaches us that man may come against you, but God will be a shield for you and he will protect you from your enemies. That's what, that's another thing that this story, uh, teaches us. Back to verse four. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Look at verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Now, if you've been journeying with us on these Sundays online, you know that we're in the middle of a series entitled Seeking the King. Seeking the King. Do me a favor, type that out in the comment section because you're going to take notes today. Seeking the King. And we're learning... The blessings of seeking God, the benefits of seeking God, and we're also teaching you how to seek God because we believe that God is raising up a generation that will seek Him above everything else. A generation that will seek Him above money, a generation that will seek Him above earthly relationships, a generation that will seek Him above any material thing. In fact, A.W. Tozer once said, there will be no manifestation of God to his people apart from earnest seeking. And at Chapel of Change, we want to experience God more and more. At Chapel of Change, we want more of God. We want more of his power. We want more of his presence. We want more of his purpose manifested in our life. And we know that we will get that to the degree that we seek the King. In fact, let me teach you something. God never forsakes you. God never leaves you. But sometimes he suspends your ability to discern him in order to teach you to seek him. Pause for a second and think about that. There is an element of God, uh, 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 an aspect of God where he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. But sometimes God suspends your ability to discern him in order to teach you how to seek him. God is looking 
for you to seek him. He's looking for you to lead your family into seeking him. God is looking. In fact, Psalms 14 verse 2 says the Lord looks down from heaven on the entire race. He looks to see if anyone is truly wise, if anyone seeks him. My friend, God is looking. He's looking. God is looking. He's looking over your house to see if anybody is seeking him. He's looking over your neighborhood to see if anybody's seeking him. God is looking over churches to see if there's any more churches that are teaching his people to seek the Lord. God is looking. God is looking. Now, what does it mean to seek the Lord? What does it mean to seek the Lord? To seek God is to make efforts to direct our hearts and minds toward God and his kingdom. To seek God is to make efforts to direct our hearts and minds toward God and his kingdom. It takes effort to seek the Lord. It takes initiative to seek the Lord. It takes commitment to seek the Lord. Look at all the obstacles that we have to go through to, to gather, to worship the Lord. Look at all that we have to overcome. We have to overcome the spirit of fear and anxiety just to gather together to worship the Lord. We have to overcome the inconvenience of, of you know, wearing masks just to uh, worship the Lord. We have to uh, overcome when it comes to worshiping in person. We have to overcome the inconvenience of cold or, or the hot weather. Uh, we have to get, you know, health checks at the door of the church just to gather together uh, to worship the Lord. But I'm, I'm grateful that I belong to a group of people that believe our king is worth the trip. Our king is worth the trip because we are determined, whether online or in person, to seek the Lord with all our heart. Look at all the obstacles you have to overcome to worship the Lord online. It's not easy to worship the Lord online. There's so many distractions in your living room with the kids, with the windows, with the noise, right? You almost have to put down your blinds. You almost have to, you know, create an altar at your living room and really stay focused to what the, the monitor, what is being displayed on the monitor to, to, to worship the Lord. But we believe our king is worth the trip. So let's look back at the wise men and let's learn from their journey of seeking the king, of seeking the king. Now the Bible doesn't give too much details about who the wise men were, but some scholars believe that the wise men were part of an ancient priestly tribe. Some scholars believe that the wise men were actually kingmakers in the ancient world. The biblical story implies that they were people of power and influence. They had power because they, were, they had the backing of the king. They had influence because they had treasure. They had gold. They had treasure. So it's very important to note that as we study the way that they, that they sought the Lord, that these were not weak individuals. These were not frail individuals. These were individuals with power, and they were individuals with influence. Now, their journey uh, was broken into two phases. The first phase was from the east to Jerusalem, and the second phase was from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. And some teachers uh, teach that the first leg of their journey from the east to Jerusalem could have took up to two years. I want you to note that in your mind. 
Some scholars believe that their first leg of their journey from the east to Jerusalem, that journey, that seeking of the king, uh, could have took as long as two years. Now let's ponder on that for a second. That's a long time to ride on a horse. That's a long time to ride in a carriage. Two years. That's 730 days on a horse. That's over 17,000 hours on a horse. That's over 1 million minutes on a horse. And let's remember, let's remember, they didn't have a GPS. They didn't have MapQuest. They didn't have detailed uh, directions on where to go. It was a rough journey. Let's remember, it was a tough journey. Let's remember, it was, a, it was an emotional draining journey. For approximately two years, they endured desert weather. The high valleys and the low, I mean the high hills and the low valleys. For two years, they endured the journey from going to the east to Jerusalem. And my question for us to ponder this morning is is how how did they get from the east to jerusalem how did they get from the east to jerusalem what did they do for them approximately two years from the east to jerusalem to get to the king let me answer that because that's an open book test all right they got to jerusalem by doing one thing by and large. They got to Jerusalem. They traveled for two years approximately by doing one thing by and large. You know what they did? They looked up. They looked up. For approximately two years, they endured the journey by looking up. For approximately two years, they endured the desert experience by looking up. For approximately two years, they endured the cold nights and the hot days by looking up. Remember in verse 2, remember their testimony. It says, we have seen his star in the east, implying the sky. They, they, the star was in the sky. So listen, I want you to imagine this with me. They endured the journey by looking up. They looked up at the stars for approximately two years to get to Jerusalem. For two years. Think about that. For 730 days, they looked up. For 17,000 minutes, they looked up. For over 17,000 hours, they looked up. For one million minutes, they looked up. Now, here's the big idea. Here's the big idea for our, our study this morning. Seeking Jesus involves looking up this is the big idea this is what i want you to get because we're learning to seek the lord we're learning to seek the lord this is the big idea this is what i want you to get this is what i want you to get seeking jesus involves looking up when we see the journey of the wise men how did they endure the desert experience how did they get from the east to jerusalem they did it by and large by looking up looking up looking up and I think we need to be reminded of that, brothers and sisters, during our day and age that we're living in right now. I think we need to be reminded of because this COVID situation has many people looking down. This COVID pandemic has many people looking down, looking down upon their problems, looking down upon people, looking down upon the news, looking down upon their lack of money. This COVID pandemic has many people for the last eight months stuck on looking down and it's wrecking them with anxiety. It's wrecking them with fear. It's been said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look at God, you'll be at rest. I want to encourage you this morning. Keep on 
looking up. Keep on looking up. When you're hit with discouragement, keep on looking up. When you're hit with uh, depression, keep on looking up. When your kids are acting funny, keep on looking up. When your money is funny, keep on looking up. When people are hating on you like Herod hated on baby Jesus, keep on looking up. When people are not interested in your dreams and your vision, like the religious people were not interested in the birth of Jesus, keep on looking up. Type it on the comment section. Keep on looking up. High five your spouse in the living room. Keep on looking up. One of the reasons why we worship, one of the things that happens when we worship, whether online or in person, one of the, one of the things that happens when we worship, when we worship, we look up. When we pray, we look up. When we study God's word, we look up. King David said in Psalms uh, 121, King David said, I will lift up my heel, my eyes to the heels from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. King David encouraged us. He encouraged us. He said, listen, I will lift up my eyes to the heels. That hill represented the mountain of God, the tabernacle. I will, I will look up. I will look up to the sky and notice what he does. He says, my help comes from the Lord, and he describes God. He says, who made heaven and earth. He describes God. He says, he said, my, my Lord is the one who made heaven and earth. Listen, did you know that the Bible teaches that God made the heaven and the earth out of nothing? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2 says that God made the earth out of nothing. You know why? Because God specializes in making something out of nothing. God specializes in making something out of nothing. When I look back at my life and I look back at the last 30 years and I look back when I was in the one-man one cell in the Los Angeles County Jail, sentenced to life in prison at the age of 17 years old, I had nothing. I had nothing. But the moment I begin to look up at Jesus is the moment he begin to, to, to restore my life. You know why? Because God specializes in making something out of nothing. You may be watching this live streaming right now and you may be saying, I, I've ruined my life. I, uh, my life has come to nothing. You may be saying, I ruined my marriage. My marriage has come to nothing. You may be saying, I ruined my career. My career has come to nothing. My money has come to nothing. I tell you that you're in a good place for the restoration power of God if you just begin to look up. If you just begin to look up. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 40, verse 26, he said, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. The prophet Isaiah challenged us to look up. Apostle Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, he says, set your minds on the things above. Get this, set your minds on the things above, 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 not on earthly things. What are earthly things? Earthly things are everything you could see with your natural eye. Jesus taught us to look up. Jesus taught us to look up. You know that Jesus taught a lot about the end days? He taught a lot about the end days. And when he taught about the end days, he gave us instructions on what we should do in the end days. In Luke chapter 21, I want to read this, all right? Look, because he talks about the end days. By the way, by the way, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, or if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you need to know that you're an end time soldier. We're living in the last of last days. I don't know if you realize that or not, but I'm telling you right now. We're living in the last of last days, and God has called you to be a soldier in the last days. That's an honorable role that God has given us. It's not to be taken lightly. 
And Jesus taught us about the last days and he's given us some instructions. Listen to this. In Luke chapter 21, Luke chapter 21, verse 25, listen to this. He says, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations, distress of nations. You know, there are many, all the nations of the world are distressed right now over the COVID uh, uh, pandemic. He said, with perplexity and the sea and the waves roaring. Listen to what he says is going to happen in verse 26. Listen to this. Luke 21, 26. Listen to this. Men's hearts failing them for fear. Get this. This is what he says. What's happened in the last days. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And why do they got the fear? Listen to this. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. He said in the end days, there are going to be men and women that have their eyes stuck on the things that are going on in the world. And because their eyes are stuck on the things that are going on in the world, their heart is going to fail because of fear. They're going to be overcome by fear. And then he said, gives us our instructions in verse 28. Listen to what he says that we should be responding, how we should be responding. Listen to what he says. And when these things begin to come to pass, this is what he says. When these things begin to come to pass, then look up. Jesus said, look, Luke 21, verse 28. He says, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws near. My brothers and sisters, I really believe that there's people watching me right now. You've been wrecked with anxiety. You've been wrecked with fear and worry. And the reason is, is because you've been staring too hard at the world. You've been watching too much CNN, Fox News. You've been watching too much news. You've been looking too hard at the things going on at the world. And the more that you look at the world, the more fear is being bubbled up in your heart. And let me just, let me just warn you. Listen, the devil is attracted to fear. The devil is attracted to fear. And in a lot of cases, because of fear and worry, we get sick, we get weak, and it's all traced back down to fear. God is challenging you, my brother, my sister. Get your eyes off of your marriage. Get your eyes even off of your kids. Get your eyes off of the news. Stop watching the news and put your eyes back on God. Lift up your eyes to the hills from whence comes your help. So much blessings that come to those who seek the Lord by looking up. So many blessings. Joy comes by seeking God. Joy comes. Joy comes by, by looking up to heaven. I'm going to put it up on the screen. Listen to, look at what it says. Joy, joy. Psalms 40 verse 16. But may all who seek you rejoice. Notice that word, rejoice. And be glad in you. Listen, I'm going to teach you a, a, a lesson rejoice rejoice whenever you have the prefix re it means do it again rewind right do it again so when it says rejoice it implies that the people here lost their joy they lost 
their joy. And in order to get their joy back, in order to get their joy back, they got to seek the Lord. As we seek the Lord, we get our joy back. Maybe your joy has been robbed. Maybe the devil has stolen your joy because you're looking too much at the world. God is saying, stop, look up. Stop, look up. Get your joy back. Strength comes by seeking God. Strength comes. First Chronicles 16 and 11. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his faith always. Strength comes. Maybe you're feeling weak. Maybe you're feeling weak. You're feeling weak. You're feeling drained. Everybody's feeling frustrated. Everybody's feeling drained. These last nine months has been draining on everybody. You're, you're not the only one. But the difference is you can begin to look back up to God and get your strength back. The difference is you don't have to be weak. We have an advantage as believers in the Lord that we could look up and begin to get our strength back. Seek the Lord. Look up and he will give you your strength. Deliverance comes to those who seek the Lord by looking up. Deliverance comes. I know that there's people watching here. These last eight months has put a strain on your life because of fear and anxiety. And I know there's people watching that you have slipped into addiction. I know there's people watching. You have slipped into addiction. You're smoking cigarettes. You never really used to smoke cigarettes. You're smoking now because you think it's going to calm your nerves. Some of you are, are drinking alcohol. You're getting drunk because you think it's going to calm your nerves. Some of you have slipped into addiction of pornography because you think by staying home, you're never going to catch it. And so you stay home, but you forgot about when you're all by yourself, you can't be trusted. And now you're watching pornography and you're addicted on pornography. We want to let you know that your deliverance uh, can come if you begin to seek the Lord by looking up. There's deliverance when we seek the Lord. Look at what he says in Psalms 34, verse 4 through 5. He says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me. Notice, he delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant radiant their faces are never covered with shame the, i really believe my brothers and sisters as we look to the lord in prayer as we look to the lord in the study of his word as we look to the lord in worship listen as we look to the lord in worship there, there's a funnel that opens up from heaven to earth and god begins to funnel us down joy he begins to funnel us down strength he begins to funnel us down deliverance you need to be delivered listen I really believe that there's somebody watching right now. Ain't nothing wrong with you physically. You're not sick. You, you don't have health issues. You just have been overcame by fear. You need to come to church. You need to worship the Lord in the congregation of the saints. There, there is a deliverance that takes place when you get together with people that seek the Lord. There's a multiplication of power and glory and deliverance that takes place when you get together with people to worship the Lord. And if you're, you're healthy and you don't have no underlining health issues, you need to get to the house of the Lord to experience more of the power of God. One of my favorite scriptures I learned a long time ago is Psalms 3 3. Psalms 3 3. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. 
Beloved, the encouragement for you today is to get your eyes off of this world and to lift them back up. Look up. Look up. Think of the wise men. How did they get from the east to Jerusalem? How did they endure the desert? How did they endure the trauma and the frustrating situation? You know how they did it by and large? By looking up. That's your encouragement for today. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I want to pray for a couple of you today. If you're watching this broadcast and this word is spoken to your heart and you felt convicted by the Lord that's saying, hey, I've got my eyes off of you, God, and I put my eyes on the world and you recognize that and you want to confess that and you want to take your eyes off the world and put your eyes back on God, I want to encourage you right now. Lift up your hands toward that monitor as an act of faith. Lift up your hands to that monitor as an act of faith. If, if that's you, if this message spoke to your heart, resonated in your heart, and you know you got your eyes on this world and you want to repent from that and put your eyes back on God, lift, lift up your hands by faith to this monitor, and I will pray for you right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those who are lifting up their hands on this monitor right now. Father, I pray for deliverance. Father, I pray for a setting free. I pray that you strengthen them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father God, you know what that lady's going through, Lord. That lady, you know what that man's going through. Father God, you know of the addiction they have slipped in. You know of the situation that they've slipped in. Father, help them take their eyes off of this world and to put it back on you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, somebody. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. I trust you learned something out of this study this morning. I trust that it strengthened you. I trust that it empowered you to go through this week with your eyes lifted up. Listen, how do you practically apply this message to your life? I would encourage you stop looking at the news. I, I would encourage you stop looking at your situation and look to the Lord through worship, through prayer, through the study of God's word. At this time, we're going to transition to prepare our hearts to give an offering unto the Lord. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to give your best gift unto the Lord. Remember, uh, we worship the Lord through our giving. Giving is an expression of worship. I don't believe that God touches your heart without touching your wallet. I don't believe that someone has a powerful experience with God and God has delivered him or her and touched the mind and touched the body and then turn around and skipped their giving. I, I, I don't believe that's true. I believe when God touches you, he touches every part of you. And so we want to give today out of gratitude and gratefulness. And I want to encourage you to give your best gift unto the Lord. There's four ways you can give today. After we close out with the blessing, you can give through the website chapelofchange.org. Also, you can text to give. I'm going to put that on the screen. All you do is text the word chapel to 1-888-364-4483. Text the word chapel to 1-888-364-4483. Or you can mail in your offering. Or you can come in person. Tonight, I'm going to be preaching the same message at 5 p.m. at our Carson location. If you know anybody who needs this message, send them the address to our Carson location. In fact, I want to invite you to come out and worship with us in person. We have many worship, outdoor worship gatherings on the weekend. Saturday, 5 p.m. in Whittier. Sunday, 9 a.m. Carson. 9.30 Paramount. 11.30 Paramount. And 5 p.m. Paramount. Come out and worship with us. Now, if you're not part of our text message 
group. I want to stay connected to you beyond this online service. I want to be able to text you throughout the week, updates on the church and encouragement. I'm going to give you a number. I want you to text your name to this number, 562-393-7330. Text your name to that number. We'll add you to my group and I will send you updates on the church. Text your name to 562-393-7330. Now, keep this number on the screen because I'm going to tell you something else. We're super excited to launch our online campus pretty soon. It's going to be made up of Zoom, worship, Bible study with my wife and I and some of the other leaders. And if you cannot come out physically with us, I want to encourage you to join our online campus. Maybe you're in another state. You want to join our online campus. Listen, God is expanding our church family through our online campus. We're preparing for that first Zoom worship in January. But text your name and the word online, online to the same number, 562-393-7330. You want to join our online campus, text online, the word online and your name, to 562-393-7330. We'll put you on that list. I'm super excited to say we have over 40 people that have joined our online campus so far. It's going to be encouraging. Listen, we don't want nobody left behind. As we go into the new year, we want you connected to Fresh Hope. Now, don't forget, we have two Christmas Eve outdoor services, uh, 645 Paramount, 8 p.m., Carson. We have one online Christmas Eve service, 715, uh, through live stream and Facebook. Worship with us online or in person. And one outdoor in-person Christmas Day service, 12 noon at the city of Carson. So before, after we dismiss, I want to encourage you to give your tithe and your offering. And don't forget about our Christ's birthday offering. Our Christ's birthday offering is next week. We're giving a sacrificial offering uh, in honor of Christ's birthday over and beyond our normal tithes if you're part of Chapel of Change. And this offering is going to sustain our radio program, Fresh Hope Radio, every Sunday, 99.5 KKLA. We are broadcasting to thousands and possibly millions of people are being encouraged, encouraged by our message. In fact, today at 3.30, we are highlighting Brother Jeremy DeLeon's powerful testimony of God's mercy. If you're in the L.A area 99.5 fm 330 on sundays man god is doing a lot of good things at chapel of change want to give a shout out to one of our church mothers elaine Grimm. god bless you elaine we miss you want to give a shout out to brother keith god bless you and your wife uh sister tiffany lettington god bless you and your sister Tina Ash, I believe you're from Orange County. You joined our online campus. I think it was yesterday or the day before. God bless you. We can't wait to hook up with you. Norma, Benny Hernandez, Wendy Wolf from Carson. God bless you and the Wolf family. Um, just sending a couple of shouts out to Gilbert Huerta. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Amen. All right, listen, it's our tradition to end with a blessing. After we end out, close out, I'll encourage you to give your offering through chapelofchange.org. Let's lift up our hands unto the Lord. In the name of the Father who loves you with an endless love, in the name of the Son who died that you could live, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who strengthens you to lift up your eyes to heaven, may you go this week with the protection and the blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is Pastor Brian. We love you. Tune in this Thursday for another online worship. God bless you. God bless you.